Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air and good afternoon, Jen. Good afternoon, Michael. I have announcements here unless you have something else to share with us first. I don't. Announcement sounds good. Okay, great. Reflective Listening Buddies is one of our longest lived and most popular programs for a reason. There is no other support quite like it for practicing presence, with participants required to show up for themselves and another every week for 30 minutes. A new quarter starts October 15th, and registration closes this Saturday, October 1st. Uh-huh. So time to hop on it. Time to hop on it. Yep. And a few reminders for today's show. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Jen, please press star six and then one to make a show. And a conversation on one topic, please, in about five minutes is great. Okay, Jen, I think we're ready here. All right. Thanks, Michael. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Oh, hey, it's Anne from uh, New York City. Hi, Anne. Hey, Anne. Hi, I'm so thrilled. <laughs> Lovely to hear um, your voice. Yes, it's great to be here. Um, I live in New York City, and I have some upstairs neighbors that are very, very loud with their footfall for the past year. Very, very loud with with their um, footfall. Um, The way they oh footfall, got it. Yeah, the way they walk. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, for the past year, I've been. Um, trying to mm, practice compassion. Not, I don't. What am I been trying? Um, I'm just at a loss, I guess. Um, uh-huh. on how you've far, been practicing with that, with that yeah. workshop of having neighbors above you, <laughs> yeah. where there's a, a fair amount of noise coming from the footfall above. Yes, correct. Um, and I've mm-hmm. talked with them. They don't, quote unquote, like carpet. Um, I've talked with mm-hmm. the landlord, and they tell mm-hmm. me it's a process. And I've just recently found out that the child has autism, which makes it um, uh, uh, a more delicate situation, perhaps. Uh huh. Sure. And, and also so it sounds like a realization that it is a louder sound, that it's not uh-huh. a normal, quote unquote, uh, level of sound to be hearing from above. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. So it sounds like as when you know something like this comes up in our lives there are content things about it and as awareness practitioners there are process things about it 
Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like you've looked at some of the content things that have occurred to you in terms of how you might address this. And so far, there hasn't been you know, any big resolution or change on that level. So it sounds like what, you're, what you've been practicing with and sounds like what you chose to call in about tonight is looking at the process around it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so, so far, you've talked about compassion, practicing mm-hmm. compassion with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else? What else um, are you thinking about it, about the process of it? Well, I don't, I don't necessarily want to leave. I love this location. I love my apartment. Um, it's mm-hmm. super beneficial for me not to leave in the past, I probably would have left. Uh-huh. Well, and that right there, isn't it, <laughs> is such a perfect opportunity. I mean, if we're awareness practitioners, you know, if you're sort of the average conditioned human being who doesn't have the tools, then what you just described is feeling trapped, right? Mm-hmm. Because you really, you like this apartment. There are a lot of reasons why it really makes sense to live in this apartment, and Mm -hmm. there's this noise upstairs. Mm -hmm. As awareness practitioners, that's a set of circumstances that really invites us to whatever, you know, the image we often say is take off the gloves, but maybe for us it's more like to sit down on the cushion, right, to truly Mm -hmm. be with it, because Mm -hmm. you don't want to leave. And that would mm-hmm. certainly be one option. You know, mm-hmm. you could move and change the circumstances. I mean, we all do that in small and big ways in our lives all the time. But in this case, it sounds like that that's not the course of action that makes sense or even that you want to do. And so that can make it very compelling to, all right then, so is it possible to be in this situation and not have to suffer? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Help me, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I'll tell you one thing, Anne, that, that occurred to me when you said you've been practicing compassion. I wondered um, what that looks like. How have you been practicing that? Uh, thank you for pointing to that. I appreciate that. Um, I've... Mm, got, I'm very fortunate that I also have a backyard in my apartment Mm. in the city. So I practice going Mm. outside when Mm -hmm. I'm having a challenging time, when the children are having a challenging time. Now, I also have new information that I didn't have in the past year about the autism. Um, Uh I Uh also have, um, pardon, um, to go back to how I was practicing, I was trying to alleviate my time in the point in the apartment when the loud when the sound was very loud it's very um disturbing to me because it's a disturbing energy Mm. i i feel helpless that there's some uh sort of energy going on upstairs that i can't do i'm i can't do anything about yeah, yeah. Well, and I would imagine, I would project that that's, that's probably a core piece of it, right? Is that, mm-hmm. that sense of helplessness, right? You're in a situation, you know, this is your home, 
you want mm-hmm. it to be a certain way. It's not mm-hmm. that way, and there, mm-hmm. it feels like there's nothing you can do about it. So it brings up the sense of helplessness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Anne, are you aware of other times in your life where you've had a similar feeling? <laughs> yeah. When I was a child, uh-huh. yeah. 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 And so it just, the reason I ask that is that at least mm-hmm. for me in my practice, when I'm in challenging situations, I I take a lot of comfort and even sometimes inspiration from realizing, okay, well, if this is going on for me in this situation, then that's, that's a piece of how suffering happens for me. And since, for me, a, a huge priority in my life is ending suffering, then this mm. is actually an opportunity for me to be with this and to practice with it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Which, again, doesn't mean that maybe, you know, you don't choose to, you might choose to change the circumstance, but, but that element of, you know, you said you really do want to stay in this apartment, mm-hmm. and you, you want this situation in many ways. Okay, so you're choosing to stay here. Given that, Mm-hmm. How can you practice being with it? And and again, I'll tell you, in my experience, it's not the kind of thing that that sort of clears itself up, if you will, overnight. It tends to be, especially if this is that sense of helplessness, let's just use that word, if that's something that's been around for you for a while, very likely it's going to be a process to be with it, to work with it, to practice with it, to to allow it to drop in how you want to be with this. Mhm. Have you done some recording and listening around it? No. Not mm-hmm. consistently. I mm-hmm. when it first happened I did, but I kind of dropped yeah. it cuz then I I wanted to do something about it. I wanted to make it yeah. stop. <laughs> right. So, then you go down the road of, you know, okay, maybe they can get carpet or maybe they can, you right. know, this or that. And so move. you do do those things. Right. Yeah. Maybe they could move. Right? Maybe yeah. I could move. Right. Um, but again, you know, we could sort of get religious about it. When, when all those things become dead ends, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. we truly are left with, okay, all right, then let's be with the process of this. And as far as I can tell, recording and listening, listening is the most powerful way to be with something, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be with life, to be with the mentor, to be with that which loves us unconditionally as we mm-hmm. move through something like you're describing. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you're familiar with the two-handed recording. Yes, yes, <laughs> very familiar. I haven't practiced yeah. it recently and... Yeah. So I, I, well, go back, the, I go back to practice. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And again, we often can feel grateful for things like this because mm-hmm. we do tend to go unconscious or fall off the wagon or, you know, veer a little bit when things are easier. And when things get harder, that tends to be the thing that brings us back and that compels us to remember 
who we are, how we want to live, how we want to be, and what's possible for us. Oh, that and makes so it sounds like this cry. Is... <laughs> I mean, happy cry. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, I mean, you know, like that is how I want how I want to be in the world. Is what you just pointed exactly. to. Exactly. So yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so you know, so often not right in the middle of it, but we can end up being <laughs> grateful for things yeah. that push us to these places because. Those are the things that keep us awake and remind us of what we actually want on the deepest level. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, thank you so much. I um, thank mm. you for always being here and showing up, and um, thank you. Well, thank you, Anne. And, you know, this is one of those places where you, you're setting out on a, an exciting adventure here. So I hope you'll keep us updated as it goes along. Oh, I will. I shall. Okay. Very good. Very forward. <laughs> thank good you. For you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Anne. Uh, and, and thank you, Michael. Thank you for everything that you do. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Anne. And Jen, I was chuckling as you were talking about that we are focused on doing a practice of ending suffering, and yet I avoid any, you know, really avoid any oh, exactly. suffering that might cause That's going to trigger suffering. that suffering. <laughs> suffering. I mean, who could blame us, Michael, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But truly, it, it is good to remember, and it tends to be in the situations where we have that choicelessness where it feels like you know like Anne was saying sure I mean she can choose to move but she doesn't want to choose to move and so it's those places where everything lines up to put us in that place of right got it I I actually am not here to avoid what's going to create suffering because every time we're we actually have to face it we realize we're completely adequate to it and that's way more powerful than constantly trying to get around it or under it or, you know, avoid it in some way. Yes, the old wisdom of no escape there. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's it. And we have another caller here. All right. Next caller. You are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Jen, and hi, Michael. It's Janice in um, Victoria, B.C. Hi, Janice. Hey, Janice. Hi. I'm thinking about the wisdom of no escape. Uh, and um, So one of the things that's been coming up for me a lot is... Um, and so it it could be a label, but it can be mm-hmm. quite scary, is that, you know, I mm. feel that there's times where depression is arising. Mm-hmm. And that feels quite scary sometimes when that feels like that depression is arising. Yeah, because I... I have huge resistance to it. Uh, I've known that place before. Um, there's yeah. family history of it um, mm-hmm. with the uh, suicides. And I, mm-hmm. this human does not want to go there. Right. 
Right, right. And you started off, you made the connection, Janice, of with the wisdom of no escape. Right. More about that. Well, sometimes I'll think of a, like a a gratitude list, and now I'm feeling all teary because we have the most amazing practice here. We have the most amazing guide and sangha, yeah. Um, yeah. and you know, I just that is an anchor for me. That's something yeah. in the way in these waves. I you know I get up every day, and I can. Um, yeah join virtual meditation and the year-long retreat yeah. or I'm on the email and all the other things yeah. I do and I, I just hear the voice about it's not um, you know I'm, whatever I'm doing it's not I'm not quite doing enough and I just know not to have uh-huh. to listen to that either yes good for you especially now right because right. she's vulnerable she's vulnerable so there's a way in which, yeah, very similar to that first conversation, that can call up in us a realization that, you know, she's going to need extra support right now. There's been a lot that's happened in our life. There's been change. And so here's this depression rolling through. There's a history of it. You're familiar with that. You've had that experience before. There's a wanting to not go there not go there and so you're hearing a voice sometimes say things like well it's not enough you know kind of no matter what you do it's not enough which of course right i mean the voice is never rooting for us and often will capitalize on times that are difficult by you know wanting to really come at us because it knows we're vulnerable yeah and so that really is the place as you're doing to reach out and be with sangha sitting in virtual meditation, being on the morning calls, putting yourself in the queue for open air, reaching out for that support. Yeah, and I, it's true. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I almost don't know what to say about it. It's just that I want it to be able to say it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, in the same way that when you talked about, you know, sitting in virtual meditation with folks, which I so enjoy doing and getting on the the morning show and knowing that there's a lot of us. There's a lot of folks tuning into all of those things. And so what we can know that on any given day, one of us is really struggling, probably a lot of us, with whatever's going on with us. And so and being willing to call in and talk about it and say what's going on for us, I project is the thing that assists all of us to move through the difficult places when they come around. Yeah. Yeah, I just, um, you know, the I want to have a depression party. <laughs> and, and, yeah, that's all of the depression books. Yeah. So I'll do I'll do some of those things, um, and I find yeah. like I, um, you know, like I'll question the fact that I want to remove myself and do stuff alone, and you know that's ego questioning in me, you know. But I just I just went and watched 
sunset last night that was so beautiful and I knew Jupiter was going to be closest to the Earth than it has been in 59 years last night. And, I mean, I just stayed in the elements until um, she came out of the haze and then rose in the sky. And with binoculars, I could see three of the moons. And just thinking, oh, my God, from, you know, from feeling like, in a moment, a person could think, um, well, even if life has lots of gifts, this isn't really worth the effort. But to make the effort, I don't even know how I drag myself out to do these things sometimes. But uh-huh. um, but, but I've, it's the soothingness of being in nature and just being watching. Yeah, um, yeah it's just like time passing and the elements are, are there in me. Even if I stand and I'm getting cold and it doesn't matter, I'm just kind of with the cosmos. Yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) say that again, Janice, that last part. Like when I get home, I feel better, you know, Uh that I kind of separated myself from ego and stepped into some other dimension. There you go. I mean, that's well put. Because what we can know when we're experiencing something like depression is ego's at us. It's it's coming at us. And that's what's so unbelievably depressing. Right? Yeah. Literally the life force is being depressed. And so when you said a minute ago, you know, I don't even know what got me to drag myself out there and I just had this image of maybe we don't maybe we don't drag ourselves out there. Maybe mm. we're 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 called. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're invited you know we're just it's that place that Ashwini sometimes talks about of we're being sought yeah you know so it's like there's Jupiter coming so close you know just for Janice we could say you know just that that Mm. sense of it's all one it's all for me and that beauty of just standing there and watching that sunset go down and feeling the chill of the air and you know watching Jupiter rise and getting to use those binoculars and to see it and and then you're not with, with conditioned mind. You're in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And Janice, do you have do you have recordings that you can listen to when it feels really real and it wants to get you to stay home with it and those sorts of things? I don't have a lot that that say that. It, that's part of me feeling. You know, I've got these recordings, and they're all jumbled. And where are they? Where's everything? Yeah, and that, yes, you know, yes, it's, yes. it's part of. It's yeah, part I do of, know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's part of the chaos of of um, where I'm at right now. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes, and you know, again, I don't know if this is your experience, Janice, but sometimes in a place like that, for me. When there are those moments of clarity, like like you described last night, sitting watching that sunset, or you know after this hanging up after this call, and even if you know at least again for me, oftentimes when there's something that big going on, there can be a sense that the residue is always there on some level. But when we drop into those moments of seeing that tenderness, I mean you're speaking straight from it right now on this call. So even you know going back. And when this gets posted on the website, listening to this, because I think you'll hear it in your own voice when you walk us through 
that beautiful description of seeing the sunset. And so in those moments where our heart opens and we feel that tenderness, we feel the, you know, exqui- the poignancy of being alive, to just hit record, you know, and just make a recording from that place and have that one recording be somewhere that you, <clears throat> excuse me, you can access it during this time. So you don't have to wade through and try to find, you know, whatever recording from whatever time, but to do it now. Mm-hmm. Well, and and interestingly, I'm just sitting here because I'm using a a cell phone and and um, a tablet, and I just mm. when it said you were unmuted, I just pressed record on the tablet. Oh, so there you go. Okay. So now you have <laughs> so your own. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. birds and the wind blowing in go. the background, but yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I just wanted to reach out and say, I am here, and I've tried to switch Good. up things, and even, um, so there was even like, um, and my yoga teacher does something two mornings a week and one evening, and I was able to, the last few years, do it the one evening, and I decided I would also do one of the mornings, so just increase it, it meant okay. I can't do Good one of you. the virtual meditations, because it conflicts with the time but um, I didn't want to noodle that either I was I thought I think maybe at this point I need to be in my body and and um, and you know because I can also meditate a little later but that other option was exactly available. yeah exactly yeah exactly. yeah well and just you know stay close Jana thank you, you know, so much yeah she's got a she's got a whole huge team behind her rooting for her so let her be with that team as much as she can oh thank you take good care Jana okay thank you I hope everybody takes good care of themselves you sure will okay all right good night good night thanks for joining and Janice I cannot mute you from here, so if you could uh, mute yourself, please, or come back on. Thank you. And Jen, a lot of compassion. That's what I was noticing during that conversation. Yeah. Compassion for all yeah. of us. Yeah, it cycles around. You know, it's just all the things that we struggle with cycle back around, and we we work with them again when they do. Yeah. Yes, yes, and I noticed, I heard myself saying to one of my kids recently that it's hard being human sometimes, really, it's hard being human. It is, it is. I think Janice alluded directly to that. There's a lot of incredible things. I mean, it's a miracle that we're even here at all, and the miracle is that we witness all day long every day, and it's really challenging on many, many levels. Yes, yes. And Jen, I'm going to bring our uh, good news guests on, and then I'll be right back to you. Okay. Thank you. Okay, Jen, I'm turning it over to you for a good news update. Great. Thanks, Michael. And welcome to Good News Updates with Living Compassion. I'm pleased to be joined by Tony and Nancy, who are here to speak with us about No by July. Welcome to each of you. Well, good to be here. Great. So 
No by July, as the name implies, was something started this July, um, inspired by something that the guide sent out. And I'll ask in a moment, ask one of you to speak to giving us a little bit of background on what it is. But it was it gained so much momentum and has been so inspiring that folks decided that they wanted to continue on with it. And so one of the things that the Sangha is going to have an opportunity to do is, if, should they choose, to participate in looking at what might be a name for the movement going forward, since it's, it's going way past July. <laughs> so thank you to each of you for being here this afternoon to talk about it and to invite us into that um, name change. So maybe one of you could first give us a little bit of background on what No By July is. I'd like to do I'll, that. I'll uh, concede to Tony. She was there from the beginning. So, Tony, want to take okay. it away? Great. <laughs> Tony, are you still with us? Uh-oh. Oh, I think we're having trouble hearing Tony. How about now? Oh, much better, Tony. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So, sorry about that. Yes, yeah, so for me, it started when they had written, an, I think it was an email, shortly after the some shootings that happened at the school in Uvalde, Texas. And that sort of prompted some of this. And I remember being really upset after that that shooting and something had just kind of clipped in me like, this has got to stop. This cannot keep doing this. And so when I read her email, it was inviting, everybody wanted to be a, a part of something. And so it took a little while for me to I wrote back I I don't know what it is, but I want to be part of this. Tony. And Tony. We're we're having an increasing difficulty hearing you. So let me reflect while you see if you can um see what might be going on on your side. So um there was a the mass shooting at Uvalde in Uvalde, Texas. Sherry sent out a very inspiring letter about that. And so what you really had gotten to with it was just a sense for yourself of this has got to stop. We can't yeah, I can you like hear me this. now? Perfectly. Um, oh, good. Okay. Yeah, so, so um, then I wrote back at some point and said, I want to be in. And, and then mm-hmm. we were having calls and started talking about, how we were going to do this and what we were going to do. So it's just been evolving over time. And that mm-hmm. the first thing was to, and I didn't really understand it at first, so I, I thought it would be helpful to mention that in case other people, I didn't really understand the connection between what I buy and do on a daily basis, what that has to do with gun violence and stopping gun violence. Like I don't, I'm not buying yes, guns please. or anything. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm not going to the ammo store. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not a part of that. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so there's, and, and I'm still, you know, still understanding it better and better. But that there's, how to say it? But there's companies that support the selling of guns, and there's. Uh, all kinds of things that go on I had no idea about that are contributing right. to the gun violence and to destruction of yes. the planet. 
And I've been a part of things where, you know, signing petitions and donating money. And I know people that are doing all kinds of things, but it's like, why isn't this working? Like all the things that mm-hmm. people are doing doesn't seem to be working. And mm-hmm. so that's part of what really motivates and inspires me is getting more to, like, like what is contributing to the gun violence? What's preventing solutions mm-hmm. to this? And the same with the the environment and so just mm-hmm. learning more and more about what where i put my money um yeah. am i supporting this kind of thing uh, you know on down the mm-hmm. road or am i contributing mm-hmm. in other ways that's going to help create the kind of world i want to see and so making those kind of informed decisions on a daily mm-hmm. basis mm-hmm. So really making that connection. At first, it sounds like you weren't clear on what was that connection, but really starting to see that with every dollar we spend, we're supporting something. And for the vast majority of us, the vast majority of time, it's unseen to us. It's hidden what we're supporting. And so we may well be purchasing something and not realizing there's a whole thing behind that that's being supported that's not at all moving towards a world that we want to support. And so beginning to really bring attention to, so the no by July, the name for a month, a month of July, of bringing a lot of awareness to not basically all not, not spending money on things we don't have to spend on because that's the way to get the attention, right? To get to yeah. highlight that there are so many things happening in the world that our dollars are, are supporting that we don't realize. And so that's really been inspiring you to, to begin to look at that for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Nancy, I wonder if you could say a little bit about um, what has inspired you in participating and some in terms of the name change and how people can participate in that process. Yes. Well, for me, you know, I, I took Sherry's uh, email to heart, and I was very concerned about what was going on in the world, uh, especially around gun violence. Um, so, um, but I, I just kind of put that on the back burner. And then when I heard the interview uh, on the Good News Update um, with the the, the people who were uh, starting that um, venture, I went to the nobyjuly.org website to just kind of see what it was all about. And, you know, after checking it, I found that, you know, it was basically about these social issues around uh, gun violence and uh, climate change and how we're seeing, you know, how we can use our dollars to totally um, kind of, uh, well, just to, we can use our dollars to support the good causes that are happening rather than the, the um, companies that are spending, you know, on, on the wealthy and the powerful and, you know, and all of this other yeah. uh, thing. And so, um, so I, I decided I would check out to see if I could help in any way. And I just found out this to be such a great way to be involved in a movement for change because I was always thinking, what can I do? What can I do? I just feel there's nothing really that, that would affect that I, how I could affect uh, change. But I believe that, um, you know, 
what a better place to, to do this than with Sangha. And, it, you know, it's like um, we're, we're actually taking positive steps to um, create some change in the world. And, um, and, and then part of my, uh, what I was doing was researching other like-minded causes and, you know, resources. And I was so happy to see that there is like this little global effort that is happening all over the world. Mm-hmm. And um, so this really, and it, that's just kind of changed my whole perception about this whole thing. It's like, well, you know, nothing's going to happen probably with the, uh, you know, pol- politicians and the people who make those kind of decisions. It's going to happen with us, you know, just continuing yeah. this snowball of effort. And it's yeah. in all different areas like, you know, fast fashion, um, you know, um, mm-hmm. plastics, mm-hmm. Uh, things that are polluting the ocean. And um, yeah. you know, so I just think that uh, this was the way to go, and it's very satisfying. And um, so anyway, we are yeah. trying to, um, to think of another uh, name for ourselves that would incorporate uh, not just you know, one issue or two issues, but just kind of the whole um, uh, effort and what the we're... spirit behind it. Kind of like yeah. a movement of what we're doing, you know, the yes. spirit. Yes, we want exactly. Because we're not into... Yeah. Uh, we're not going to be marching in the, you know, in the... Well, who knows? We might, but you know, it's like, you know, we don't want to take an, uh, con- con- conflict, con- conflict, uh, attitude towards all of this. We want to yeah. work with people who want to work with us, and and we want to work with them. So, so that's kind of uh, we and you know, to do a, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I just quickly was going to say one of the things that's been really inspiring to me. I'll, I'll spell out the website for folks in a minute for anyone who hasn't seen it. I absolutely love the website. I think the team has done a phenomenal job putting it together. And one of the things that I from finding very fun and very empowering and very in line with practice is to realize that every single dollar is an opportunity to bring awareness to how we are physically in the world, yes. right? Because we're voting for something every single time we spend money. And not to, you know, you could go to a place of overwhelm with that, but I'm finding it's very exciting and and you know if we come at it the way we come at everything which is with conscious compassion awareness and you know not going for perfection that it's an unfolding process and we learn from each other in terms of oh I never thought of going in that direction that I could you know borrow the haha from my neighbor instead of each of us buying a new one wrapped in plastic you know all kinds of fun creative things yeah, we can go to the second-hand clothes and find some really neat clothes it's that are very... Really <laughs> cool. And not this thing that everyone else is going to be wearing, too, because, the, yeah, it's, it's really kind of a big adventure. So do tell us, Nancy, if people wanted to kind of put, you know, look at what drops in for them around a name for the movement, how might they submit that? Well, if they go to the No by July, I think we're calling it No by July and Beyond.org, but they can get there through No by July.org. And, you'll and get let's the do web- that for people because I understand there's been a little bit of confusion around that. So it's, it's N O 
dash mm-hmm. by b u i dash july j u l y dot org org right and uh, if you go on and there and read down um, you can well I think it's right there on the top isn't it Tony I believe pretty sure so that, yes yeah people will be able to read some of the some of the reasons why we're doing it, why the people who are on there now are doing it, and then we are asking them to submit their, uh, if they would like to submit, you know, what their recommendation would be for the, uh, or their suggestion about what what it would, how we would um, just, you know, present ourselves. um, Beautiful. Beautiful. And I think the submission... The submissions need to be in by September 30th. Is that right? I think we've changed it to October 15th now, so there's plenty of time. Oh, okay. And we're oh, ready good. to, you know, good. we have a okay. couple already, we have a few already, and so we're just, you know, wanting. Oh, good. We well, want. that'll give us plenty of time to, to record and listen with the mentor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Find some ideas. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you the, so much to both of you. Yes, please, Tony. I was just going to say, and we have a little, a little treat, a little thank you treat that people will receive. <laughs> oh, excellent. We even get an incentive. All right. Yes. It's yes. not just the part- our participation is not the only gift we receive. In, but in I will say, it, it's been a great deal of fun being a part of this being on with the the team is incredible this incredible group of people Mm. and it is so Mm. fun and it has done wonders for my fears and anxieties around gun violence and the environment i mean it really is just really a a great antidote and just been incredibly creative and fun so we're having a good time thank you for adding that in that really speaks to what you started with tony of sort of beginning in a place of like, what can I do? This has to stop. And kind of coming full circle to realize where well, there is a way to participate. There is a place to put that energy of care that you have for it. Exactly. Yes, and there is a place, there's a place on the website too that you can uh, offer, you know, if you would like to volunteer, participate in some way. So there's okay. that opportunity as well. Excellent. Well, thank you to both of you for being with us this afternoon to talk about it. Very, very inspiring. Thank you for all you're doing. Thank you for this opportunity. All right. So happy. So happy. So happy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And Michael, we'll turn it back over to you. Uh, Wonderful. Thank you, Jen. And welcome back to Open Air. And Jen, in the interest of time, I'm going to restrain myself and go to a Okay, website. good. You can go to the website and peruse. We all can at our, at our leisure. And, yes, yeah. yes. Next caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Let me try that again. Uh, I'm not sure I can unmute this caller, Jen. Uh, I'm here. Oh, there he is. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Um, This is Art, and I'm happy to be here. Hi, Art. Thank you. Hi. Um, 
I'm I'm uh, very interested in um, uh, participating more. I've been recording and listening uh, for a, a lot for a few years, um, and I've I found that really helpful. Yeah, I found it really helpful, and I'm I'm interested in, in t I haven't ever take, taken training, formal training in it. I, I had a oh, um, yeah, I, I had a Zen coach a couple of years ago, um, uh, two Zen coaches, and they both helped me a lot. Um, anyhow, I, um, I'm finding that uh, it's been really helpful lately what, uh, what I've listened to in, um, um, in the radio show um, uh, archives that, uh, when it talks about uh, the mentor... Um, actually um, kind of reaching out to me um, and, uh, with, in regard to, um, to listening very intently to, to, mm -hmm. to my when I record, you know, especially if yeah. I'm identified. And, um, yeah. and I found that, it, that I, I'm, I'm really interested in just uh, um, the... Yeah, just being able to um, listen to the mentor, uh, just because the mentor is kind of listening to me. Yes, yeah, that's beautiful. That's so simply and beautifully put. That in in your practice with recording and listening, that listening it sounds like, especially lately, has really been something that you're practicing with. Mm -hmm. That when you're, especially when you're identified then really getting to listen to that and then really wanting to listen back to the mentor because the mentor is there so wholeheartedly listening to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm, I'm finding that it I'm finding that I uh you know the, that a lot of my recordings are I'm pretending to be the mentor and so then the mentor is l listening to me pretending to be the mentor and it it, it it's starting it's starting to I'm starting to laugh. Actually, uh -huh. <laughs> it, it um, you know, and and that's what's so helpful is that there's another uh, another being or something. There's you know that that um, you know that's like, you know, something. We're not actually um getting our, you know, getting our perspective um onto the uh -huh. recorder. <laughs> And are, do you, when you're saying that, do you, is it a sense of sort of um, you're listening back to the recording and it had seemed like that was the mentor, but when you're listening back to it, there's this sense of maybe not, maybe there's a little agenda there or that sort of thing, but you're really getting to sort of discern that difference and there's a lightness and a humor about that. Not something yeah. wrong with it, but you're just starting to kind of, it's evolving and you're seeing more about what it is to have that presence, that mentoring presence with you, what that really yes. feels like. Y yes, and, uh -huh. you know, w while I'm recording, you know, uh, on the right side, um, I, uh, it's, sometimes it's when, when I'm unconscious, you know, when, when I mm -hmm. start to speak from, like, a, a mentor perspective. A, a lot of it, it's just because uh, ego's got me, got my attention on something else, and I'm just sort of, you know, mm -hmm. kind of, you know, repeating uh, phrases that I know that the mentor repeats over and over, and so it's kind of 
you know, and meanwhile, my attention is off on, um, you know, some uh, situation. Yeah. And what's what's fun about that is it sounds like it's in that wholehearted listening from presence that you hear those what can mm. seem at first like subtle distinctions. Uh, yeah. But presence registers like, oops, looks like the attention was a little bit off there, wasn't really here. Yeah. But again, the clue, you know, that could come from a self-hating place, sort of a nitpicking. Well, that's not right. Describing with that sort of laughing with it, that, that wholeheartedness, it sounds more like what you're describing is there's just a noticing that. There's just a registering, ooh, the attention had gone off there. wasn't right here. Yeah, and, and when you said that, I, uh, what dropped in was that, um, was that uh, it's okay. You know, it's like there's a, it's from a place okay. of okayness. That, um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. But, well, and even just that listening that you describe is such a perfect practice for awareness practice because that is focusing attention. That's a brilliant way to practice focusing the attention is listening to our own recordings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because it, well, it can be so easy in the same way you were describing getting pulled off, you know, into kind of thinking about something else as you're recording. That can really happening happen when we're listening. You know, sort of yeah, kind of listening, but more the attention sort of off in thought, planning the day or whatever it is. But to really use listening to our recordings as an opportunity to practice being right here with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, well, thank you. I just wanted to to raise my hand. I'm happy to be here, and uh, thanks Excellent. for everything. Yeah, thank you, Art. Thanks for calling in and participating. Sure. All right. Uh, Gasho, go happy. Go happy. Gasho. Thanks for joining us, Art. And Art, I am unable to mute you, so if you could mute yourself um, okay. or call back in, that'd be great. Okay, great. And Jen, I'm going to move to our next caller here. Okay. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hey, Jen and Michael, it's Melissa in Hawaii. Hi, Melissa. Hey, Melissa. Hey, so I've been, um, I'm calling because I've been calling into the morning show sometimes talking about these relapses that I have with long COVID. And I'm not currently Mm -hmm. having one. And it's funny how I don't think about it much at all when I'm not. Mm -hmm. But what happens when I do is um, it just feels like a chemical, I think of it as like a chemical force in my Mm -hmm. body just takes me over. And it's hard to remember that there's anything else, um, that there's a mentor or anything else. And um, life starts to feel like not worth living. And it, it reminds me of when I wasn't practicing at all, like in my 20s and 30s. Uh-huh. And yeah. so it's just like, I think of it as, it doesn't really bother me right now, but I'm calling in because I know there's more to be explored here. And I'm actually hoping it sort of, sure. as everything touches on everything, I'm hoping it touches on other things. I'm exploring like this guilt that I've been working on for a year. But um, uh-huh. I feel like it's like I, I wasn't... Can I ask you one clarifying thing, Melissa? Yeah. Before yeah, you yeah. tell us more. So are you saying that when... So you're feeling fine. You're not in a long COVID relapse right now. 
and so the attention is mostly not on it. And are you saying that when the attention does go to that, sort of a, oh, yeah, it could happen, when's it going to happen again, that there's what you describe? Or are you saying no. that when the relapse happens? When the relapse happens. happens. Yeah, Got thank it. you okay. for clarifying that. Yep. What I mean is that when the relapse happens, I feel so taken over by what I think of as just chemicals yes. in my body that I can't remember yes. anything about who I am or what yep. life is. And it reminds me of when I was younger, and that's how all of life was, basically. And, it, and I do eventually, when I'm in that low spot, get to a place of remembering who I am and what life is oh. and practicing. Uh-huh. But it just takes a while. And I'm just seeing it as a practice yeah. now. But I am incredibly yeah. upset when I'm in it. It just sure. feels really yeah. awful. Oh, exactly. And so are you saying that when it does happen, there's whatever period, it starts happening, and there's whatever period of time where it feels like, how life was before practice. You're just completely in it. It feels terrible. doesn't even feel, life doesn't feel worth living. But that at some point, before the physical shift happens, there is, there does start to be that glimmer of uh, remembering who you are and remembering that it's possible to practice. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it can take a while for that to happen. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. And similar to what we've talked with some other folks about tonight, I'm curious, have you ever made recordings? So the Melissa who's sitting here on this call today and feels well, has she ever made a recording for the Melissa who doesn't feel well? No. I mean, I make recordings and I keep them and I listen to them but they're like kind of that one caller said, they're all mashed up together. They're not well organized. So yeah. no, I don't have specific yeah. ones for that. Yeah. Well, that just stopped in for me. I don't, it, could be an inter- it could be an interesting thing to play with. And similar to that, the caller who was talking about it all mashed up together, you know, it's sort of that place of um, trying to think what analogy would be. Well, I mean, I bet you long COVID is a good analogy. So any of us who has ever had any kind of physical thing that recurs, and we start to get to know the patterns of it, we know uh, emotionally, physically, spiritually what support we're going to need. And what we also know is it's really challenging when we're in the middle of that to be the one who's simultaneously going through it and providing the support. So then there can be a way in, in which, okay, here I am today feeling well, and, you know, not to set ourselves up, you know, maybe... Maybe you won't have another episode of long COVID. Maybe you will. But but it can be that place, similar to what we were talking about, Anne, in the apartment, of maybe yes, maybe no, but isn't that a good opportunity to tune up my skills and to get, you know, to be here for whatever happens? Mm-hmm. And so in the same way, you would want to make sure there was plenty of good nutrition for her and she was drinking plenty of water and you had in the house whatever she needed for that situation. You know, same kind of thing with maybe you have one recording that's on a particular recorder that just sits there for when it's needed and it's mm-hmm. easily accessible. It doesn't get put in a drawer no matter what, you know. And it's such a good reminder. You know, of It's sort of a symbol of it's that thing we talk about. When we're suffering, it's good to remember it's possible not to suffer. When we're not suffering, it's good to remember it's possible to suffer. 
So we know it's a reminder that that things cycle around. And so there, there's the support when we need it. Hmm, I like that, Jen. I think that might be applicable to the guilt thing that I'm always working on, too. I could just have a folder about what I'm seeing around just guilt that is sometimes insightful, even though it's not the whole picture yet. Exactly. 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 And you know what's so interesting about things like that, Melissa, that what I find is that so often, so there's the physical thing, there's the guilt thing, there's the ha-ha thing, there's the other thing. And so often, as we work through those, we start to see that at base, it all comes down to similar themes for us. You know, yes. sort of base, right? It's all the Baseline beliefs thing. and assumptions. <laughs> so it is. But I'm in a good thing. place. There's no point in folders because everything's the same. But I can see how folders yeah. are very useful for these other occasions. Exactly. You know, it's the well, Melissa, really taking care of the struggling, Melissa. You oh, know, like setting that. things up for her so she's got what she needs when she needs it. And, you know, it's where physical analogies really come in handy too. We don't wait until we need to... Uh, shovel snow off our driveways to get in shape because that's going to be really hard to do. We're probably going to have to hire someone to shovel our driveway if we're not in shape. But if we stay in shape because we know we want to participate in, in our own lives in that way, then we're always staying in shape. We always have those muscles trained up. You know, same thing here. Yeah, it's just like doing it for specific events instead of doing it globally and assuming it's going to just be there all the time for me. Exactly. Yep. Very cool. Thank you. And, you know, one other thing, Melissa, that I like to put on recordings like that is a reminder that it's all right to go through it however we go through it. It's all right if it takes us till day seven to begin to remember who we are and how we want to be and that it's possible to practice with this. And maybe, you know, it takes her that long to remember to even hit play on that recording that was made for her. But however it goes, it's okay. We're just here practicing compassion no matter what. Yes. I've been trying to work with that very thing. When I'm in the midst of it and when I see guilt, mm-hmm. Thing. I, I'm, I've been trying exactly. to just accept it, to accept however slowly it's going to happen, however slowly I'm going yeah. to see things, that it's okay. Exactly. We're not getting anywhere. It truly is the process of being with it really is the whole thing. It's what um, we often say, the process is the outcome. And then I start to see clues literally everywhere instead of exactly. waiting for big ahas. Thank you for saying that's exactly what came through for me a couple of minutes ago. It really does. It, just going along in the tiniest little things, you start to see, oh my gosh, that's, that's a huge clue to my con around long COVID. That's a big piece of it right there, and it had to do with whatever, taking the mm-hmm. mail out of the mailbox or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's a very fun process. When we're kind with ourselves. <laughs> yeah, that's the key. It really is. <laughs> Otherwise, it's no fun at all. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Jen. This is awesome. 
Yeah, thank you, Melissa. And, you know, the last thing that occurs to me as we're ending, and I think you have done this, is, you know, write a sticky note somewhere to tell her when it's when she's in the middle of it. Call in. Talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I have done that. And it's a good idea to have a sticky. I might do it the first day instead of the fifth day. Yeah. yeah. And it's a gift to everyone. I project it's a gift in your own practice, but I can promise you it's a gift to the Sangha. Aw, oh, thank you. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks for calling Take care. in tonight. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us, Melissa and Jen. What I was getting from that conversation, I think it was it was in the key. I think, I'm not sure where it spoke exactly. But that idea that I am going to do everything in my power to help this person who is struggling. Yeah. And I think it was the example yeah. of the person being alone at night uh, in their yeah, house. Yeah, in the fear book. Safe. Yeah. Fear book, and I'm going to put another lock on the door or build another bathroom yeah. or whatever yeah. is, is needed. And that all-out support, in my experience, really tells the human suffering that, hey, I'm in your camp, and uh, we're going to go through this together, and I'll do anything for you. Thank you for that connection and that reminder, Michael. That is so powerful. Yes, in the fear book, that's truly one of my very favorite things for exactly what you just articulated, that it's such a clear illustration. You know, it's not about the lock on the door or the, you know, whatever it is. It's about what that communicates to the human being, that you are completely important to me, whatever it takes. I am not giving up on you. We will go through this together. Yeah, exactly. That wholehearted commitment to this person. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And Jen, we are at the top of the hour, and that was a fabulous show. And thank you for being here. Indeed. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for being here every week. Talk about wholehearted commitment. There we go. (laughs) Yep. My pleasure and privilege. And thank you, everyone, and go happy. Go happy. Bye-bye. Bye.